I've said from the very beginning of the show that this is a community, not a fan club, and I have meant it to the core of my being, and I know that's getting very, very serious on you, but it's true. And because of that, I want to celebrate what we have created together. As we approach our third year anniversary of the show and this community, please come and celebrate with me. I am throwing my first ever party, November 16th, a Saturday in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, From 7 to 9 p.m. that night, we are going to eat really delicious appetizers, drink unlimited mocktails, eat good treats and mingle and have some great activities that will help you jumpstart 2020. Earlier that day, I'm also hosting my last and final live version of the Rediscover You workshop, and we have a few tickets left. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash events to find out more about both of those. And if you are wanting to bring a friend to the party, I have bundle options for you. So you can buy two or three pack bundles and save 25% off each ticket with those bundles. To get your ticket to either the workshop or party, go to aboutprogress.com slash events. Are you ready for a growth spurt? Well, I've got one for you today. A few times a month, I'll give you a short message that I'm calling a growth spurt that will help you narrow in on our focus of the month in ways that are bite-sized and super applicable right away. So let's jump on in. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really value that you choose to listen to this show when you have so many things to listen to. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to be a people pleaser. And I'm just raising my hand here on the other side of the microphone, because as you well know, this is something I struggle with and all recovering perfectionists do, and how we can work with the side of our personality to not let it control us. First, let's do our segment, Amazon Made Me Do It. If you have small children, then you know that they love to wake you up in the early morning hours and torture you. It's like Chinese water torture, but with small children. I have used this clock for years. It's called Time to Wake Clock. Yes, it's from Amazon and it's not cheap. It's in the $20 to $30 range. It loves to hop around in prices and I resisted getting it for many years. And then once I finally did, oh man, it changed our dynamics in the morning because now the kids know that when the clock is lit up, then they are allowed to get up and get out of the room and get going. I can use this with kids as small as 18 months. You can train them up to kids who are eight years old. I have all of those in there. So all kids of of those age ranges, I guess I should say. So it's a time to wait clock and I have linked to it in my show notes and you can find the show notes on my website aboutprogress.com. Just click on podcasts and latest episodes and you can see the links there. I am sure you have heard all about those Enneagram tests. Now, I I took a few and it, it made me laugh just how different they were. And it was all dependent on how I was feeling that day. The first one I took was kind of more of a place that wasn't superficial. And I didn't realize that until like a, a few weeks later. Um, but the first one I took was... Some time after I had that really terrible review I told you about a few weeks ago, and I was feeling especially sensitive and um, caring about what other people thought. So my results for that first test was that I was a type two, which is basically a people pleaser who likes to lead. And then I took it from the official Enneagram Institute online, and that's when you actually pay money for. So I would say that is a far more accurate test. You pay $12. This isn't a sponsored thing at all. You pay $12 and you take like a longer test online. The first one I did was free and it was just basically a way for someone to get my email and then pitch me on their Enneagram coaching. Anyway, 
So I did the official one and that's when I'm like, okay, this really is me. And it says I'm type three and type one, which is an achiever and a reformer. And it was very different than from the Enneagram test two, but I do see how they all relate because even though one was saying I was a two, which is a people pleaser, the achiever and reformer side are definitely uh, perfectionist driven in many ways. And this helped me connect that when I am being an unhealthy version of myself, I tend to be a huge people pleaser, a huge people pleaser. And this all comes down to one thing, and it's this worry about other people's opinions. That's really what people pleasing is. It's not that you want to just make people happy, although that is part of it. It's not that you just um, want people to like you and approve of you, although those are part of it. You can't even know those things unless you're really worried about what other people think about you. So a few years ago, I was out on my running trails nearby. In my house, we have lots of beautiful running and biking trails out here. And I had this realization, and I often get realizations while I'm out for walks or jogs and biking the trails. That's where I feel like I get a lot of insight to myself and my life and what I'm facing. And at that time, I was really feeling lost, extra lost in my life and just trying to figure things out. And I had the sudden thought that the root of so many of my problems was that I care too much about what people think. Now, it's really hard for me to be vulnerable, actually. Telling bad things about myself is a relatively new thing. I carried this shield of perfectionism, and I talk about that in my workshops, where I didn't want people to know the weaknesses of me, the ways that I wasn't perfect. Um, which we all aren't, but when you're trying to hide behind a shield of of perfectionism, it's to protect yourself from exposure, from other people judging you and thinking different things about you and having opinions of you that are less than perfect too. But what that does is it leads to a giant disconnect. When you are so worried about what people think that you have this shield of perfectionism where they can't even get past it to get to really know you, you are in fact disconnected not only from others who are good and worthy and and going to see the good in you too and support you for just being the wonderful human you are. You disconnect yourself from the people that you don't want, you know, the, the naysayers that we talked about a few weeks ago, but you also disconnect yourself from who you really are. That's the danger in the shield of perfectionism we put up. Perfectionists are innately people pleasers. Again, we we care about people approving of us, of seeing us in the best light possible. But when we hide behind this shield of perfectionism to protect ourselves from what other people think, we are only harming ourselves in the process. When you disconnect from the bad of what people think about you, you're also disconnecting from the good people can think in you too. Caring about what people think is actually not the worst thing in the world. You do need a level of that. That's why people keep the rule of law. There is <laughs> there is some merit to wanting to do well and to connect with others in good ways and have them see you in good light. Um, and this is definitely a huge driver to my personality. I enjoy connecting with people, even though I'm also um, one of those people that likes to be by myself too. But I I want to support others and feel that it goes both ways. And that's why I care so much about this this community. I feel like it is a two-way street here. But the flip side about caring what people think is that you constantly are looking for validation. And that validation is what gives you the energy you need, you know, supposedly to keep going. 
And that's something I have to be careful of. It's good for me to be careful about what people think, of course, but it's also important for me to be aware of when it slips to me seeking validation for what I do. That's where the problem lies. Because if you are hinging the worth of your efforts off of validation and approval of others, no amount of validation or approval will be enough. And one note of disapproval can crumble it all. And that's clearly what I was dealing with a few weeks ago. I realized about myself yet again that I had kind of tilted into that area of caring about what people think more as a way to validate and prop up what I was doing instead of support me. And as I really struggled with the naysayers I encountered, it reminded me yet again that this is something I do need to be careful of. Caring what people think makes me a caring person. It makes me connect with others. It makes me value them. It makes me want to serve them. But I also need to make sure I care most about anchoring in to why I know I am valuable innately and that I'm also allowing people in to see the real me, to see how my house is messy when they come by to stop um, and check in on us or drop something off, to uh, show my husband that, yeah, sometimes I can get snippy or sharp with the kids or uh, to not always say the right things in the right order when someone's suffering, but you're still showing up anyway to try to help them. There's a fine balance of doing your best to serve, but knowing full well that you can't please everybody and that you can't rely on their validation to continue. It's all about awareness. If you are a fellow people pleaser like me, I don't want you to drop worrying about what people think altogether. Again, we need a little bit of that, that it's an important part of our personalities to serve and connect with others. Like everything else, you know, it's that teeter-totter that Crystal Lee Beck talked about in um, Rachel Nelson's podcast a while back, um, a teeter-totter to this balance too of just this awareness. Sometimes you'll care too much about what people think and then you'll need to totter back. And other times you're going to care too little and realize, oh, you got to get back to making sure we're connecting and we're being real. Sometimes we'll get it just right. We'll care, we will serve, but we'll also know that the validation um, needs to come from within. So I just want to challenge you to lear- learn to look to, for the good. Learn to do what's good because of how you are anchored into yourself. Learn to value your own compass inside you when something is right and worthy and to stand strong and firm in that regardless of what people think. Uh, learn to find the strength inside, but also learn to still be real with people, to connect with them, to value them enough to to be your true self and and to and to want to serve them too. This is a, such a messy process, isn't it? This people pleasing thing. And I think it involves a great amount of courage to be on that teeter-totter of this and to still do things, to get dirty, to get hurt, and then learn how to bounce back better. And also to learn to whom you can find approval, the ones who are there cheerleading you on, who are Um, helpfully critiquing when it's um, to serve you better and to help you grow and the people who are always going to be there no matter what. I hope I can be one of those people for you. I really appreciate you for listening to this growth spurt and keep growing friends. Remember life is about progress, not perfection. 